Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, June the 9th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we're in your seat. We're still in Trinity Sunday coming up ahead and on the Thursday of the week. I'd like to take a look at the New Testament letter passage, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. So we find ourselves back in the book of Romans, but back a couple of chapters from last week. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us or put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. This is the word of God for us. I'm kind of in a pinch recording today. Uh, My laptop is not here, and so I'm recording on Ezra's laptop. So there's a chance that there might be some audio issues, and so I apologize for that ahead of time. All will be admitted and fixed uh, for tomorrow's recording. Uh, but we find ourselves in a familiar place here in Romans chapter 5. And I believe you've been in church life uh, for a fair portion of your life. You've probably been through a study of Romans or your preacher has preached through Romans. And what you'll find in Romans is think about four quarters of a basketball game. It's 16 chapters. And so chapters 1 through 4 are seem to be a, a bit of a, a part of it. And then we go to the second part, which is 5 through 8 and then 9 through 12 and then 13 through 16. And so... Romans 5, 1 through 5 serves then, if that's really how it was designed, as the beginning salvo of the next section of the letter. But we got to think about the letter itself. I mean, Rome, the, the, sorry, the letter of Romans was written to the church in Rome, and they're in turmoil, and Paul is trying to appeal them to get along with one another. The book of Romans really comes to a crescendo in chapter 15, where Paul, just with um, all the guts that he has, he gives this request that those who are in disagreement, uh, the strong and the weak, perhaps Gentiles versus the Jewish Christians, he's saying to accept one another just as God in Christ has accepted you in order to bring praise to God. And so Paul's intent with the the book of Romans, overall, the, the main theme, and there's some other things that he'd like to accomplish as well. But the main theme is that they would accept one another. They would have peace. The New Testament idea of peace is this idea that something has gone down and it's going to be repaired. It's not just like a, a, a sublime feeling that we have, but it's this idea of there's been two people or maybe factions of people on either side of an issue. And instead of parting ways, they've mended their ways and they have a scar that's healed. Like there's a sign that something has gone down, but we've decided against all hope to face one another and to figure it out and to continue to move forward. And so Paul, um, he, he's got a big ask that he's going to have towards the end of the letter in chapter 15. 
So he begins to lay the groundwork. Uh, in chapters 1 through 4, he says that uh, both Jews and non-Jews, those who have the law and who didn't have the law, uh, they need help. They need God's grace. And so before he asks them to receive one another, he makes an important point here. He, he wants to give them the theological reasoning and even the power to receive one another comes from the fact that we have peace with God. That's what uh, verses 1 through 5 talk about. We have peace with God because of what God in Christ has uniquely done for us. We couldn't do it ourselves, uh, but God has done it, and He's done it through Christ. And He says that, therefore, we have a new like foundation of life, and even uh, the sufferings that we have, they lead to something. They're not just random, and they're not part of a life that's a life that's wasted, but even that God adds up to something that he's doing in the earth around us. And they, they add to something, they add to a character development and a hope that we can have that it's like a buoy within our souls um, that allows us to rise above the tides of suffering and of hardships or even disagreements with one another. And he says uh, all this, and this hope does not disappoint us or put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, whom He has given us. This is the first time Paul begins to introduce the work of the Holy Spirit. This is Trinity Sunday, so we see Father, Son, and Spirit working in this uh, relationship that God is is putting together those of us who are found in Christ. And so what, what, what can we say here? What's Paul going to ultimately get to when he talks about the Holy Spirit later in the letter in chapters 6 and 8 and in chapter 12 when he talks about uh, gifts that God gives the church? This idea that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a promise that God is up to something. Um, if you could boil the Apostle Paul's theology of the Spirit down to like a, a just one sentence, it's this idea that the Holy Spirit allows us to experience now what we're going to experience in the age to come, including peace with God. Um, you and I, we, we have a lot of evidence in our life that we don't have peace with God. We don't trust God. We walk away from God. We trust ourselves. We don't trust God. Uh, we take the Lord's name in vain in a way in which we say that we're followers of Christ, but we don't do the actions of Christ. And so there's evidence in our life that we don't have peace with God. And so we might be plunged into despair because of it. Paul says, this is what the Spirit does. He Even, even so, even with the, that evidence against us that we don't have peace with God, there's coming a day that we're going to see clearly that we have peace with God. And we've had it all along because God never gave up on us. And so I don't know how you face today. Maybe you face today with a bit of a, a languishing in your soul. Uh, you've missed something. You've missed the mark. You've said something you regret and you can't take back. Uh, you've done something that's done. And it's maybe fractured a relationship. Um, you've done something and you've got all this regret, all this shame because of the decision or a series of decisions. Because how, how can I move on from here? We can move on from here because we have peace with God and the Spirit's with us. And so, brother and sister in Christ, may Jesus lift your head today and may you be enthused uh, with this passion that you can go forward, that I can go forward because God has not given up on us and he won't. He's going to continue to work all things out until we're all the way completed in the work that he started. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice because you've drawn us into your family. We've been given a new name, a new destiny, and a new family. And I thank you for this family that we have. I thank you that when we look around the church, whether it's in corporate worship or if we go overseas to another group of Christians, another church in another country, as we uh, connect with people online and receive messages from 
pastors in Ukraine or a, a friend that's on mission in Uganda, I thank you that uh, we see something that's similar in that we're in the body of Christ and that we have peace with God. We think of this is the great mystery that was unveiled in Christ, that you're not holding sins against people, but out of one confession and one gospel, you are bringing a whole worldwide family together. And so we thank you that you saw fit to include us into that when you created us. And when you saw us as strangers wandering away, you pursued us. And so we thank you that we can have peace with you. We understand that that empowers us for all things. It empowers us to empowers us to endure suffering, knowing that it creates character in our life. It empowers us to look at someone that we have offended and to seek forgiveness. It and empowers us to face the person who has offended us and not to hold their sin against them, but to forgive them and to have the record clean before for us between us. And so, God, we do pray for a manifestation of the gospel that you would see our relationship with you as repaired and may we work tirelessly to see all other relationships around us repaired as well so god be with us we ask in jesus name amen